today being Pentecost Sunday, I was thinking of how that relationship is enhanced or is made known to us by the Holy Spirit. And a couple of announcements we want to make. Um, we've continued to do this abbreviated service until it's officially all clear <laughs> uh, for our state. And uh, so we'll continue that. The offering plates are around on all four corners there, so uh, you'll place your offering in there. For those of you who'd like to send an, an offering to the church, uh, make it to Winbur Assembly, um, Winbur Assembly, Box 361 in Winbur, PA, 15963. So, Box 361. So, make your check out 361. No. <laughs> no. That's a little joke there. But anyhow, make, uh, make your tithes and offerings, your checks to Wimber Assembly. Um, the title of my message today is Let's Meet the Holy Spirit. And um, we could spend in, 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 in the university, in college, you could spend a whole semester studying only the Holy Spirit and still not have a complete uh, grasp of everything and who the Holy Spirit is. And I, when I ask the question about, well, when I whenever I ask you, what do you think of when I say the Holy Spirit? You know, what are the thoughts that go through our mind? Um, sometimes we think of, well, uh, Pentecost and uh, speaking in tongues. Sometimes we think of love. Uh, sometimes maybe we think of creation and God's spirit, as it were, brooded over the, over the nothingness that was there. But what do you think of? And the challenge for us is that the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He is deity. He is God. He is, but his ministry and his um, work of serving is different than the Father and of Christ. And so the work of the Holy Spirit is to glorify Christ. So we don't worship the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit inspires and guides us in our worship of Jesus. We sang the song, the chorus, that Jesus, I am so in love with you. Well, it's the Holy Spirit that is in us and abiding with us that we are able to, uh, I'm so in awe of you. And so our challenge is that as we look at God, as we think of God and we think of the scriptures, that the Holy Spirit is inspiring and, and teaching and helping us to learn, to bring to our remembrance things that we've studied, that, you know, we can, you know, to tell us to slow down <laughs> or, you know, need to speed up, get out of this situation or slow down, there's a situation coming. There are things that the Holy Spirit prompts us and guides us, and so we're going to try and, and uh, look at some of these things today. But most of all, I want us to think of the Holy Spirit as a person, the third person of the Trinity. Jesus, it's easier for us to have the concept of Jesus, God the Father, God the Son. It's, hard, it's easier for us to have a concept of Jesus, the person, because he was here, born of a babe, you know, born in a manger, became a, he was a child, grew up in the ministry of Christ, and we have that in the Gospels and his death resurrection and his ascension into heaven. So it's easier for us to get the, the concept of the person of Jesus. But whenever we start thinking about the Holy Spirit, we want to understand the, the person of the Holy Spirit and that the person of the Holy Spirit is everywhere present. 
Just like God is everywhere present, the Holy Spirit is everywhere present. Each have a distinctiveness, but yet <laughs> each, uh, they're still one. So I'm going to read a couple of scriptures, and then uh, as we move through these things, um, I want to try and give to us uh, some more enlightenment as we go. In John chapter 14, verse 26, Jesus says, But the Helper will teach you everything and cause you to remember all that I told you. This Helper is the Holy Spirit. Excuse me. That the Father will send in my name. Hmm. So Jesus tells us that the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, is coming. And also in that scripture it says that Jesus says that I will send one um, I will send you another, and another in the, in the scripture means one just like myself, or that the equality is you're not losing anything by having the Holy Spirit here and I being gone. Jesus is saying that. So we're, we're having the same, um, uh, how can I say it, manifestation as if Jesus were here standing here talking to us. You know, if we, if we would sometimes say, uh, people have said, well, if Jesus were here and talking to me, I would listen. Well, if we won't listen to the Holy Spirit, we wouldn't listen to Jesus. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit is the one who is drawing us to Christ. The Holy Spirit is the one who brings those thoughts into our mind and our heart about doing the right thing for the right reason, about understanding the scripture, understanding that we are mortal, <laughs> that we have weaknesses but the holy spirit then can come he can come and help us be our strength that in our in our weakness we will find strength because the holy spirit will help us he is <laughs> he is our friend now if the holy the holy spirit is with me but he can be with believers in south korea just the same he's, the, the way he is with me and you so there is no diminishing of the spirit there is no like he can't um I can only be one place at one time. And sometimes I'm not all there either. I was waiting for an amen. <laughs> you know, he's not all there. <laughs> Surely my wife would jump on that one. <laughs> he's not all there. <laughs> Preach it, brother. <laughs> so anyhow, little joke. Uh, Psalm 51, this is David's prayer. He says, don't push me away or take your Holy Spirit from me. Meaning that we can grieve the Spirit. <laughs> that the Holy meeting a person, person can be grieved, person can be listened to, turned away from, uh, invited in. See, the Holy Spirit is the perfect, is someone tell you, the perfect gentleman. And, you know, we know just using the idea of a man in the sense that he, um, he will not cause you to do something you don't want to do. He will not force you to do something that is going to harm you. If you jump, if you just step off this building, the Holy Spirit will catch you. <laughs> no, that's not the Holy Spirit. If you fell off, that would be different. <laughs> but there was, uh, there was a group I heard of in Johnstown, this was years ago, where someone was daring others... <laughs> to walk off the second floor and God would, and they walked off and they fell. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, you didn't have faith. And then this has nothing to do with faith. It has to understand that God, we're not tempting God. We're not trying to force the hand of God. 
we're allowing God to speak to us. We're allowing the Holy Spirit to not hear voices, but to feel impressions that whenever we feel alone and the Holy Spirit says, you know, makes, and it comes through our mind, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's the Holy Spirit telling us. Whenever we feel weak and that, well, you know, this temptation, <laughs> it's, it's getting the best of me, and we hear this word in our minds and heart, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You see, we hear, we, the, the Spirit will speak the scriptures to us, inspire those words to our hearts and minds, because the Spirit knows what we need. See? The Holy Spirit knows what we need in our life, and so he is there to strengthen us. He's not there to put us down. If, if we hear the voice, the, those thoughts in our head that says, uh, well, you know you can never do this, well, that's not God. The Bible says that God, you know, the Holy Spirit would inspire, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You see, that's the word of God spoken to us. The, the Holy Spirit is not going to inspire us to do or, or something, do, do or say something that's contradictory to the, to the scriptures. You know, that's why we are to know the scriptures, to know what the, know what the scriptures say. The Holy Spirit then will speak those scriptures to us. We will pray the scriptures. It's people that don't know the scriptures are trying to manipulate God. <laughs> and we're not manipulating. You can't manipulate God. God will, leadeth and God will lead us in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Meaning that for God, for the, in, the, in the psalmist, the 23rd Psalm, that he will lead us for, for the shepherd. Uh, getting those little thoughts. <laughs> See, I'm thinking too fast over here, up there, and my mind's back here, and my mouth is somewhere in the middle. <laughs> so, it's all God's fault. No, it's just me being too anxious. See? But um, when the 23rd Psalm, uh, when he says that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, I shall not lack any good thing. And the idea is that God being a divine shepherd, okay, a shepherd worthy of his name will not allow his sheep to perish. A shepherd will die for his sheep. <laughs> All right? A hireling, uh, you know, he doesn't care. He's not going to risk his life. Those aren't my sheep. But the shepherd will risk his life for the sheep. And over and over again, God is, God is the good shepherd, who watches over the flock, over us, his children. And so the good shepherd watches over us, and he would speak only that which would bring us strength, confidence, that he would assurance, that he would walk with us, and that we would be his, and, and that security would be ours. And we're asking God for that type of a relationship, and we're looking for that. Um... Isaiah 63.10 says, But they turned against him and made the Holy Spirit very sad. They grieved the Spirit. They, the Holy Spirit can be a person. He can be grieved, resisted. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go there. You know, the Spirit is saying, you know, you shouldn't go there. Well, I want to. Well, he's going to let you do it. <laughs> you know, God is not going to... 
you know, put up the roadblocks in, in front of us and in our mind and our heart and prick our conscience and tell us, don't do this. And we say, you know, in our stubbornness, well, we, I can go there. It won't bother me. Well, you're grieving the spirit and God is allowing you to do whatever it is you, you feel is so important that you will go against what God is telling you. Uh, Matthew 1.20, but after Joseph thought about this, an angel of the Lord came to him in a dream and the angel said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to accept Mary to be your wife. The baby inside her is from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is life. Giver of life. He breathed, in the garden, God breathed in the breath of life into Adam and Eve, <laughs> into, into Adam. He breathed in him the breath of life and he became a living soul. And so the life of the Spirit is in the breath of God. Um, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, But the Holy Spirit will come on you and give you power. The Holy Spirit will come to you and give to you power. Strength. You will be my witnesses. So we're finding out that the work of the Holy Spirit is to help us understand our relationship with Jesus Christ and be able to talk to other people about that relationship. Um, Acts chapter 2, verse 4, And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in languages, uh, different languages. The Holy Spirit was giving them the power to do this. So that and uh, this being Pentecost Sunday, we often think of the day of Pentecost in which the Holy Spirit came upon that, those 120 in the upper room and the, and the Spirit came with the sound of a mighty rushing wind. So there was in this initial beginning of the church age and the, of the coming of the Holy Spirit to abide within the believers and the followers of Jesus Christ. The Spirit came and, and that was the sound of a mighty rushing wind. <laughs> then there was this fire that was seated upon on each one of the individuals, a visible flame as it were. And then there was a speaking in a language that they had never learned. And it was like the initiation of the bringing in of the power of God, Pentecost, the Holy Spirit's work within believers. And the, and the people spoke in languages that they didn't learn. And outside there were people from all over the world that, and the then known world who came to Jerusalem for this festival. And they heard these people speaking in their language about Jesus Christ. <laughs> and they said, how can this be? And then Acts chapter 2, verse 38. And P Peter said to them, Change your hearts and lives and be baptized, each one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Then God will forgive your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We cannot receive the Holy Spirit without forgiveness. If we don't have forgiveness in Jesus, and through Jesus Christ as our Savior, we cannot have the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know. So Jesus said that he would send another comforter. He would send. He would, the Spirit will come on behalf of me and be with you. So Pentecost then is a time when the Holy Spirit came to reside in the body of believers, in the body of Christ, and it empowers them for the work of service. So we find then that the, one of the things that kind of upsets me is there a trend. There is a trend that has been emphasized in this present day, that the Spirit, without due consideration of his person, is something that doesn't have a real foundation. 
Meaning that we want God to do things, but it's like an energy. <laughs> There's this energy that kind of comes out from God. No, it is not an energy. It is the presence. It is the person of the Holy Spirit. So the person, um, the personality of the Holy Spirit has been attacked by those who have held the general proposition that it, the Holy Spirit is an impersonal energy proceeding from God. So we have to understand that when we sense the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, it's not an energy field. <laughs> it's not energy from Mother Earth. <laughs> the, and, and people have, uh, in some, well, some Eastern religions, they have tried to say that the energy of the earth is the Holy Spirit. The energy field around the earth, almost like the polar, uh, po you know, polarization of the north and the south, you know, the, you have your magnets and how they at attract and repel that somehow that energy is the, is the Holy Spirit. No. The Holy Spirit is the person, the third person of the Trinity. He is not an energy. He is a person. <laughs> So do not confuse people who say that we're receiving the energy of the atmosphere around us and that's God. No, there are energies and things. That's a whole different story. But the person of the Holy Spirit is not there just to make us feel good, to draw upon so that we can be better than who we are, you know. But the Holy Spirit is there to teach us about God and help us understand that we can't get to heaven on our own. And years ago in uh, Bible school, vacation Bible school, or what did we have? Sports camp. Brad taught them, kicked the kids a song. You can't get, you can't get to heaven in the pastor's truck because the pastor's truck is just going to get stuck. So the Holy Spirit isn't going to take you by truck <laughs> or by transport. He's going to live within our hearts. He's going to come into our lives. And he is the presence of God, that as we stand in awe of God, it is the presence of the Holy Spirit that helps us grasp the understanding that God is with me. No matter where I'm at, God is there. I don't have to be afraid. God is here. I don't have to worry about tomorrow. Why? God is there. I don't have to worry about my past. Why? Because God has forgiven me. I don't have to be somebody different. I just have to be myself that God has created, and God will change me. Because he knows, what I w he knows who I was created to be and how that I can get from where I am to where he wants me to be. And the Holy Spirit is that person, that teacher, that guide, that enforcer, <laughs> that one who will help us to do greater things than we could do on our own. The presence of the Holy Spirit is said to be the presence of God. So whenever we sense God around us, sense the presence of God, that's the Holy Spirit, that is God. When you receive Christ, you receive the Holy Spirit. 
Now, it's not the same as Pentecost, but that the Holy Spirit, he woos us, the word, the wooing, the encouraging, the drawing of, of, of the Holy Spirit draws us to God, draws us to his strength. See, we have, we, in our fallacy of things, we tend to look at ourselves. And God says, don't look at yourself, look at me. Because you have weakness, I have strength. So come, draw from my strength that can overcome and give, your, give you strength. See, you, we can't be different. You know, let's educate ourselves to be different. Well, we can in some respects. But it takes God to give us a change of heart, a change in attitude, a change in perspective, that God has a future that he has planned for us. And the only way we're going to get there is to allow God to help us to get there. And, and he wants to. But see, we have to allow him to lead us. Did you know the final name of God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? So whenever we say God, we actually mean God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So when we say the whole, God the Holy Spirit, we're actually meaning God the Father, God the Son. They are three yet one. You know, it's, that's a hard concept for us to understand, but it's, it's who God is. He is eternal. He always was, always will be. He himself is himself, and he always existed, and he always will exist. So the Holy Spirit is given the same honor, the same position, the same ministry as the other members of the, of the Trinity. One is not diminished. One is not greater than the other. <laughs> the most tangible and conclusive evidence for the personality of the Holy Spirit is found in the things he does, found in his work. You see, the Holy Spirit, we see his work in creation. The earth was completely empty. There was nothing on earth. Darkness covered the ocean. And God's Spirit moved over the water. God, the Holy Spirit there in creation. In Zechariah, this is the message from the Lord to Zerubbabel. Your help will not come from your own strength and power. No, your help will come from my spirit. That is what the Lord All-Powerful says. <laughs> See how he's at work throughout the scriptures, throughout the Old Testament? The Holy Spirit is the teacher. John 16, 13. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will lead you into all truth. See, God is leading us into the truth that we can establish in our hearts and minds so that we can step on, we can grow on, and we can grow up. He will not speak his own words. The Holy Spirit is not going to tell you something different that's in the, that is not in the Scripture. <laughs> you know, it's okay for you to steal that. God understands. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not God. You see... The Holy Spirit helps us distinguish between spirits. What is of God? What is of the devil? What is of ourself? 
You know, many times it's just self-talk. Our self-talk, if our self-talk is destructive, <laughs> guess what? He's going to keep on yapping. He doesn't know enough to shut up. <laughs> That's when we need to listen to the Spirit, listen to what God says, and take the strength of the Scriptures and bring it in. I always, I always tell people, you know, was it God that says that, or was it the devil? And I said, well, you know what? It doesn't matter if it was the devil. It doesn't matter if it was you yourself. The answer is, what does God's word say? What does the word say? The word says his truth, his word will set you free. <laughs> the word says that I will be your strength. I will be your fortress. I will be your guide. I will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. Whenever we're saying you're never going to make it, <laughs> you're not good enough, you're not. You see, that's not God. And the Holy Spirit helps us to know that's not God. But we have to be willing to allow ourselves to know what the Scripture says. The Holy Spirit is our teacher, the Spirit of truth. He will lead you to all truth. He will not speak his own words. He will speak only what he hears and will tell you what will happen in the future. <laughs> you see, we can know the future. We break the laws of God. <laughs> we, you know, you can't break the laws of God without suffering consequences. Just the way it goes. You, you can't do what he says not to do and expect somehow it's all going to magically go away. There are consequences to breaking the laws. But you see, there are benefits to following God. The Holy Spirit is our guide. The true children of God, this is Romans, Isaiah 48, 48 16. The true children of God are those who let God's Spirit lead them. Comfort. But the Helper will teach you everything and cause you to remember all that I told you. The helper, the comforter, is the Holy Spirit that the Father will send in my name. The Holy Spirit helps us. We are very weak, but the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself speaks to God for us. <laughs> he speaks to God for us and through us. That there are groanings in our heart that, you know, going to speak for God and, and they're, you know, it's like, oh, what is, how is this ever going to work? You know, it's, only, it's the Holy Spirit speaking through us because we're directing that groaning to God. We're not just groaning and moaning. We're saying, God, I don't know how this is going to work, so help me to understand. He will come quickly like a fast-flowing river. See, the mere influence, see, if he were an influence or he emanated from the earth, you know, like the energy field. He couldn't teach us, guide us, pray for us, and we would have no one to follow. And whenever we start looking then at the spirit, we start looking at his giftings. You see, if I ask you, who are you? Well, okay, we'll do this. Pastor, who's pastor? Well, he's pastor, okay? But he's husband. He is a father, a grandfather. I know I don't look that old. But uh, he's a grandfather. 
Uh, he lives in such and such a place. He grew up in such and such a place. You see, there's a whole list of things of who we are. Well, the Holy Spirit is wisdom. See, that's not an energy. Energy is not capable of wisdom. God is the word of wisdom. He gives to us a word of wisdom, meaning that he helps us to put things together. That's why we can pray and ask for things. He is a word of knowledge, that there are certain things that we could never see or understand, but the Holy Spirit drops them into our mind and heart. He doesn't give us all knowledge. He has all knowledge. He gives us what we need for our moment that we're in. The Holy Spirit gives us faith, the, the ability to believe that all things are possible. The Bible says, you know, God, I don't have enough faith. Help my unbelief. Okay? Um, gifts of healing. That's why we can pray for people who are sick. The Holy Spirit inspires us to pray, to remember individuals who are sick, and that those who are sick are to remember God is praying for them. And God can heal us. The Holy Spirit is there. Prophecy. Oh, excuse me, the gift of miracles. Miracles. Something out of the ordinary, not that's out of the, the natural center of events. Prophecy, foretelling and forthtelling. Distinguishing between spirits, good, self, devil, God. The Holy Spirit helps us know the difference. Gift of tongues, interpretation of tongues. You see... The Holy Spirit is the gift of empowerment. He empowers us. So we're getting the understanding here. The Holy Spirit is a person, the personage of God, and that there's more to the Holy Spirit than just celebrating Pentecost and what happened in Acts chapter 2, verse 4. That's important. <laughs> That's the gift that empowered the early church that propelled the church from nothingness to influencing the entire world and influence, influencing us today. There's the fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> you know, the fruit of the Spirit is how that the Holy Spirit helps us to let sin no longer dominate our life. The fruit of God abides. That we, and the fruit of the Spirit is love. And we're not going to, I could go through and um, name, you know, all the qualities of love. But love and joy and peace. Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. You see, these are the things that are abiding in our life that the Holy Spirit is there helping us to realize these are present for you. So we are to allow God, the Holy Spirit, to help us love. Jesus loves the unlovable. We need to let the Holy Spirit give us wisdom, the application of facts. You see how that the fruits and the gifts, they are together. They're not separate. The Holy Spirit is not separate from God the Father. The Holy Spirit is, is you know, not separate from the Son. The Son and the Father are not separate. They are separate. They're distinct, but yet they're one. 
So when the Holy Spirit is in my life, he is teaching me. He testifies to me about who God is and what he has done. He guides me. In all my ways and all my paths, he will guide me. He speaks. Not your voices? No. He's in the impressions of the scripture, he, he speaks to our hearts and minds. He enlightens. Oh, you know, the light bulb goes on. Oh. <laughs> he strives. He's there. You know, whenever we're having doubts and problems, the Holy Spirit is there saying, you can do this. You can make this. I'm with you. <laughs> I, I got you. I got your back. Let's keep going. He commands. Okay, David, it's time to move on. <laughs> it's time to let that go. Forgive. Move on. Forgive yourself. Forgive them. Move on. He intercedes. When I don't know how to pray, he prays through me. He prays for me. He ever lives. Jesus ever lives to make intercession for us. He is always praying for us. The Holy Spirit is looking for the best to come into our lives. The Holy Spirit is there working and supporting and strengthening and loving and caring and enabling and, and allowing me to come to a full understanding. I'm God's child. Wow. Not because I'm somebody special, but because I've asked Jesus Christ to forgive me of my sin and live within my heart. And that means the Holy Spirit is in me. Wow. The Holy Spirit helps me to know I am his. He is mine. I stand in awe of him. <laughs> that he would love me that he would forgive me. You see, the Holy Spirit makes this real to us. And whenever we think, to think that, we are never out of that presence. We're never out of his presence. So at any moment, at any time, the Holy Spirit is there watching over us. He calls us, he comforts us, he works through us. Oh. All he asks of us is not to resist him. <laughs> what man knoweth the things of a man save the spirit of a man which is in him? Only you know what's in your heart and why you think what you think. Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. God, the spirit of God knows the intention of God. And he is using the scriptures which we learn and know and receive. And he is knowing those and he's inspiring them and encouraging us. For we are building ourselves on the truth and the truth will set us free. The truth, the word, <laughs> the word of God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. The eternal realities of our faith in Jesus Christ based upon the word, the scriptures, cannot die it cannot pass away it was before creation started it'll be long after the earth is gone the word of god the living word jesus christ will sustain us through eternity and the holy spirit has inspired this in our hearts and minds amen about time he quits
<laughs> nah. It's about time we listen to the Spirit. And the Spirit, you know, we don't, we can grieve the Holy Spirit by shunning him, by, I don't believe in that. Well, whether we believe it or not, he still is. <laughs> and so we ask God to come into our hearts that we might receive his forgiveness and love and that the Holy Spirit will make this real to us. Give us wisdom, give us knowledge, give us faith, give us the working of miracles in our life. Help all things to work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose that I will never leave you nor forsake you. I have a plan for you. <laughs> I have a purpose for your life. I, I created you for a reason. And we don't know what all of that is until one day we stand before God and we'll say, wow, what a marvelous thing, God, you did. When you saved me from my sins and weaved my life <laughs> like a tapestry. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you that you've heard our prayers. Jesus, we thank you that you came and that you died for us and rose again from the dead. And we are grateful for the Holy Spirit that draws our attention to Jesus Christ and what Christ has done for us. We stand in awe of you, God. And it is by the Spirit that we know these things. So we thank you, God, for hearing our prayers. We ask your blessing upon our lives. We ask the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, to comfort our hearts if we are in sorrow. We ask the Holy Spirit to give us the working of miracles if we need prayer and healing. We ask, O oh Lord, for faith that we can believe. We ask, Lord, for the abundance of your love to be part of our life. We ask these things in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. God bless you.